Welcome to John's Mostly Movie Podcast. I'm your host, John. Joining me again today is Kat. How's it going? Uh, good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Oh, my God. Looks like I'm... I Tofu a, got excited. Tofu got excited. I actually, I had a remote in my pocket, and I realized that. And so when I went to take it out, it just chaos ensued. But ex- we're here. It exploded. It flew. flew out of your pocket. It's true. So we're here. Talk about episode two of The Last of Us. In addition, yes. Oscar nominations came out. So we're going to talk a little yes. on that. And then a trailer for a new show that's coming that we're both excited about that drops this Friday. But first, before we go anything, Kat, how are you? I am doing okay. I'm a little sleepy. I don't. I've just been tired today. Um, but did you get snow in your area? No, just cold, cold rain. For like an but hour, it's... it was snowing up here. It wasn't sticking though. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. If it was snowing at all up there, like we're like what a hundred blocks away from each other or yeah. something. I don't know. Not but not. We live not in the like same borough. M- yeah, but it's it's wild that you can get different weather than I I'm in midtown um but I think it was just cold cold annoying rain for me hated it it was it was tough yeah it's a very sleepy day here in the city if you are in NY like we are Mm -hmm. but otherwise I'm okay I had a good solid week I guess I had a fun weekend so nice How, how are you good sleepy as well um I I was very late actually to watching the last of us just the weekend kind of got away um my friend summer was over this past weekend and on sunday we got sucked into playing the game the query i think i might have mentioned this before but it's a horror game um very similar to a game called i think they're the same creators until dawn but essentially full cast of actors using motion capture um and it's a kind of choose your own adventure type of thing so you come across different scenarios different things and depending on how you react charts the story so it's always changing it's not just one narrative so you can Um, play it over and over again and get a completely different experience of the game that's awesome Uh, so we were diving into that and so it i was late to watching the last of us yeah i also didn't watch it on sunday i was uh hanging out with uh some friends and uh i watched it on monday night and then (laughs) had some fun nightmares oh my god (laughs) because i watched it like right before bed i also like these types of like the last of us isn't something that like scares me while I'm watching it. But like, I think it just permeated my subconscious and I definitely was like, I was scared in my dreams after, after the fact. <laughs> well, it's funny that you said that you didn't watch it and that I didn't watch it. We are actually in the minority. A report came out that there was an increase HBO's biggest jump from episode one to two from people watching the last of us episode one to two. So it's great. People are seeing how amazing it is. We'll talk a little bit about that here shortly but so wait we were, like increase like overall people watching it or yeah, watching just it specifically like, when it gets released on sunday oops sorry. i believe watching it specifically when it gets released on sunday oh wow um or like in the stream within that like period right wow but well we gotta get on it this week i guess we we, we, we do like we <laughs> what is wrong with us how dare us know. not stop everything in our how, life how dare nine o'clock. how dare we have a social life outside of watching tv yeah i mean well <laughs> Let's be honest, I was just into a video game. But like, yes, social life. Yes, interactions with humans outside of my apartment. Yeah. Um, But in other big news on the uh, silver screen world, we have... Best picture is presented to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar... 
goes to. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes. And the Oscar goes. And the Oscar goes to. The Oscar goes to. As you guessed it, we're about to talk about the Emmys. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Oscars came out. And there's yes. a lot, I mean, a lot of things that people expected, some that people didn't expect for the good, and, you know, some for the bad. I wanted to run down, because there's so many categories, we could probably spend hours on this, and we will yeah. leading up to it. I'm sure you and I will talk about it. Um, but Best Picture, you know, the yes. now for years now, but I just still remember when it was five, but it's now been yeah, for now years. It's 10, ten, which, which is, is great. Wild. It's a variety. Yeah. Um, I'm going to run through really quick the 10 and mm-hmm. then, yeah, well, we have nominated for best picture this year, all quiet on the Western front, avatar, the way of the water, the banshees of Inish. Uh, I, you know what? I think it's Inishirin, Inishirin, Inishirin. And that's because attached uh, to take, the audience behind the curtain uh we send little notes like kind of a breakdown between cat and i and i sent a youtube video that's the pronunciation and i watched it for five minutes and i was like i'm gonna get this but what it was during my lunch so that was hours ago i gotta be honest i didn't listen to the um pronunciation i just am guessing based on my knowledge of uh irish pronunciation so i could also be fucking it up we're gonna go with you (laughs) uh next we have elvis uh, then we have Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I know you have thoughts on that. I do. Uh, the Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. So my quick question to you is, mm-hmm. of the 10, how many have you seen? Only one. <laughs> Only one. Okay. But it happens to be the one that both of us are rooting for to yes. win Best Picture. And that's... Go Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah, Absolutely. Which, I uh, saw it three times in theaters. So. I mean, it's a great film. If you're going to watch one of them, you literally picked the movie that has the most nominations this year, coming in with 11. I know. I'm so excited for it. I just, oh, I can't, I really can't gush enough about this film. Um, I I do plan to watch the rest of the nominated films for Best Picture. I was actually just texting with a couple of my friends. I was like, hey, guys, you want to just like try and watch all these before the award show? Because my other friend, she always... <laughs> She always does like a fun uh, themed party and like has themed cocktails based on the best picture nods and stuff. So I'm excited to get into it. And there's a few in there that I, I'm excited to see. I, I truthfully like don't see a lot of films in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find myself more excited about TV in my adulthood. Um, but once things go to streaming, it's a lot like more accessible and I'm like more open to seeing stuff. So um, also my friend, I think, is in SAG. So you can watch all of these for free. Yeah. Yeah, in case you didn't know that, uh, find your actor friends. They have the screeners. They will want to share it with you. I've never met someone who has a screener that doesn't want to share the fact that they have a screener. It's yeah. just like... Well, now it's like all digital. Like you don't... Like back in the true. day, you had to get the DVDs emailed to you. And now it it's was. just like, here's the login. Um, <laughs> anyway, but I'm, I'm really excited. Just uh, like overall, this looks like a really diverse grouping of films it really does it's not just all i mean there's a couple of i would say there's two in here that i would say are like a blockbuster film top gun maverick absolutely a summer blockbuster and i mean that i emphasize summer because if you look at summer blockbusters there is a specific kind of film that they are um to kind of give you an idea everything everywhere all at once is an amazing 
film. This is an amazing film. It has the most Oscar nominations, but that is realistically not the movie that's packing the theaters in the summertime. Uh, to give you, it's still most... it still broke a bunch of records. It still broke a bunch of records. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's like the underdog. Like it's like yeah, the, absolutely. basically like the indie. Level summertime movie, type of movies film. we're thinking of marvel we're thinking of the big blockbuster so to have top gun maverick in there it's like if you haven't seen it seeing that is probably very puzzling to you because it's a sequel to a movie that was nowhere near close to best picture uh, in our hearts yes best picture but right in reality <laughs> no so then you see and you think hmm is this just like um like a pity nomination mm -hmm. not at all i cannot stress this enough and i am not someone who's like super into like movies that are military based or anything to that. Like I enjoy them, but I'm not like gung ho. Um, mm -hmm. Cause you know, we can get into this later in a much different podcast, but like um, patriotism has been as of recent years linked to a lot of just things that I just don't negative align things. with. Negative things. Yeah, so agree. it's like, okay, you have this red film. Flag. Yeah. Red. <laughs> What's it going to do? To let you know, those are all the things I was thinking of, and I watched this, and it's just incredible. Go watch it. Really? It's oh, so I'm excited good. to watch and it. Because like I'm, I Tom am a Top Cruise Gun is fan. The so. man. Like wait, so wait. I you asked me how many that I had seen. How many have you seen? I'm, at, I'm on the low end. I'm at three. So I've seen. Uh, and what's funny is two of the three have been seen while in the air. Uh, I saw Elvis on a plane, and nice. then saw Top Gun on a plane, and Top Gun was great. And it, Top Gun was great, and I'm watching it in like the little in the headrest screen. screen yeah. But I'm invested, so it, I am jealous to the people who saw it in like IMAX with Dolby Atmos sound systems. Like, but that just goes to show that it's a great movie of storytelling. It doesn't need to rely on the special effects that it uses. Um, yes. So I'll be interested to see what your thoughts are. But on here, to be honest, the only one that I'm like, ugh. That I'm like, okay, I got to, as if it's like a marathon that I have to stretch for, or like a workout, like leg day, is mm -hmm, Avatar. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, same. It's Avatar. I, I literally was just texting the friends. I was like, I'm down to see all of these movies, except I don't really care if I see Avatar. I, I, I do care. But I'm going to see it. I should. I'm going to see it. I'm going to. I just I know, can't, I can't I just have a know that I'm not going to be, and... care about the story. And like, that's why I like movies. It's like the storytelling of it. Yeah. And I think Avatar's from what I've heard, and I have seen the first one, the, the coolest things about it are the special effects, like right. the, the artistry of the film itself and this, you know, whatever, not really the story. <laughs> for me, I'm seeing it for, as a lover of film, no matter right. what, hate it for best or for worst. Um, it is, there are great, the, James Cameron just redefines different things from a right. he technology. Has, he has changed the landscape. Storytelling, he changes yeah. it. So it's like, it's one of those where years from now, like, you know, when I'm just like an Android in 237 and you're looking yep. through the film, of, you know, one more part film, robots, which I absolutely robot. believe yeah. will happen. Yep. Um, I'm sorry whether you like it or not and whether it wins the Oscar or not, which spoiler alert, they might do just so this solidifies this theory. It is important in film from a technology standpoint. Because yes. um, like I, I, I listen to a, there's a podcast I listen to and they talk about the Oscars and they always love looking at Oscar best picture winners five to 10 years after the fact and mm -hmm. think, did we get it right? Does it really reflect? And I'm looking at this list and to me, the obvious one is everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. 
but I also could see but, them doing to Avatar. Yeah. But they don't need to. Like, yeah. it's like James Cameron isn't owed anything. Titanic was a masterpiece and he got the everything to, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He got everything to, you know, back that up. Yeah. There's no makeup Oscar for him. In a yeah. Sense. I will be sad if everything everywhere all at once doesn't win best picture, but I won't, but I'm very happy that they are recognized in so many other categories. Yes. You know, like best writing, like original screenplay, like, come on. Like, yeah. it's so unique. And like, I could go on and on about we'll this. We'll have film, a pod like, specific I, to that probably right before the Oscars because we love I it and we can do it. I would love that. But yeah, it literally instantly, my favorite movie. Whenever anyone asks me, what's your favorite movie, which I've always hated that question. Now I have an answer. See, I've loved that question. It stayed the same. It's the only question that's always stayed consistent, which is Jurassic Park. Um, okay. Great it was choice. the first movie I ever saw in theaters. My mom took me, whether you think that's responsible or not. Uh, I'm Wait, so yeah, same. I saw it in theaters too, but we ran out screaming. Oh How old God. were you? Um, so Because you're a little younger than me, I think. Yeah, it was. I was like uh, six. Did it come out in 96? You know, I, you know, I would think... You would or think that did I it come out in like 90, like four? That's what I'm thinking. It's 95. Um, I was also little and my mom also, for better or worse, took us and we left. Like we left. We, we were so scared. Oh, <laughs> oh no. My, Which I'm my like, mom, mom I don't blame you. You don't lose of, any mom points in my book. About. My mom was absolutely all about. June 11th, 1993. So I was like Three years old, four years old. Yeah, I was yeah. just three. Wow. Yeah. My twin and brother and I, both of us. Fascinated. I was just fascinated. It wasn't fear. And so, yeah. Dude, that is one of like the best, I think, movies ever made. And like, also like nothing gets better than a John Williams score. I it's mean, so that is like iconic fucking theme music that you will always remember. Yeah. I, um, that funny story, personal and off topic um, there was one time in college. No, it was after college because I was already living in the city. Um, I was coming back from a friend's place in the Bronx. And I hadn't been to the Bronx very often, so I was still navigating the trains. But finally knew where I needed to go. Great. Uh, well, at the friend's place, they were cooking edibles. And this is like before, like, before we knew what we were doing, okay? Uh, yeah. So they make firecrackers. Have you ever had one? No, what it's is that? It's basically like weed and chocolate and graham cracker. Okay. It's, Yum. It's, a, it's essentially a way to take flour and get the THC out of it and soaked into like fatty acids of the like Nutella that you put on and then you eat it. Uh, does yeah. it taste like weed? Absolutely. Like I said, we were, this is, you know. Yeah, you were just making it a little more edible. These are the than blunder just, like, years the flour. of being a stoner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I get on the train and I, it's been like, an hour and a half to basically I've come to the conclusion that these edibles were a dud because like it's, it's been some time and then just suddenly on the train they hit and it hits hard and I'm freaking out and I'm on the D between the Bronx and Manhattan. So there, there's, I'm strapped in for the ride. Yep. <laughs> and I put on my headphones and I go to my download because I have no, fucking service so i have whatever's right. downloaded and the jurassic park theme song is one of the things that's downloaded i put that on and i listen to that on repeat for about 20 minutes and it guides me home it calmed you down absolutely yeah, it was great 
Oh I love God. that. Yeah. Yo, I'm such a fan of John Williams. Like he's just he's just done so many iconic movie scores. And um, me as a nerdy kid, when I was really into movies, I would listen to movie scores a lot, just like yes. by themselves, just for fun. Well, so great. Anywho, this is a great grouping of 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 movies. I'm excited to dive into them specifically. Yeah. The two I'm really excited to see are um, the Fablemans and uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Inisherin. Inisherin? We're going to do a pod right before on the Oscars. So if you're listening, just stay tuned. We're probably going to release it right before the Oscars. And uh, we're going to probably make it a drinking game on how many times we can correctly pronounce that title. I love it. Um, All right. Shall we get into it? Let's get into it. Really quickly, this is your spoiler alert. If you've not seen episode two of The Last of Us, you can't blame us for anything we say this point forward. You've been warned, okay? This is on you now. This is on you. It's on you. All right, so we have episode two of The Last of Us titled Infected. Um, let's, I mean, do you want to just do quick dive reactions? In. Do you want to dive into like just talking about something specific? Cause like the first thing that's, and I wrote it down right off the bat is the cold open that they did once mm-hmm. again, uh, not something like a scene that's taken from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, as someone who played the game and like is a part of the nerds, amazing, just gorgeous and so well done. Yeah. Beautifully shot. Beautifully Just shot. Like above, right? Like um, Ellie's laying down and we, right? That's the first shot, right? Am I wrong? No, with the, um, actually with the, um, it's the flashback with the lady who's the scientist they from Indonesia. Oh, oh, right. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I totally yeah. forgot. Um, no, God, that was excellent. And so creepy, especially to see her reaction creepy. to everything. She's like, so why well are you? Done. Why are you? So wait, so this that that's not in the game. That's not in the game. But that's... a great a great like like storytelling connector. Exactly, cuz like they're not I mean from the and I'll just go from like speaking from just the show standpoint. We really don't know the super details of what's caused like the world to just go to shit. We know that there are at this point, we know there's something out there that is causing ha- wreaking havoc or wreaked havoc to the point of like a, we're in a post-apocalyptic type of world. Um, but like the little details of, was it something that took, that went really quickly? Like if you've seen a zombie movie, you know like the big premise of it is the spread. Right. <laughs> Sorry to trigger people with that, uh, you know, <laughs> word. The spread uh, of COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a matter Yikes. of how quickly does it get to everybody and like in the zombie movies books like what does the world do to fight back we don't really have the details here but they give Mm -hmm. us these little segments like this opening and i love that what they focus on the most is just the science behind it so right and they basically like found the one scientist educator right because she's an educator like who knows about um cordis like these mushrooms this fungi right cordyceps and stuff um, which is cool because we also get to watch her in real time be like, 
realize how fucking scary this is and how like she's like oh shit like Without and then when she said. says like because they're like okay so what do we like what do we do next she's like we need bombs like that's the solution is is to literally kill people and so that it doesn't spread <laughs> you know what i found interesting on that and i'm glad you pointed uh brought it up is that feels dramatic but if you look at it to the point of when we fast forward and it's referenced that they did do that to the cities, um, yeah. it's, it kind of just, it is a solution. She, it is a solution. Cause what she sees, she knows the science behind it. Okay. And so it, she, it, she's seen the cards. She's seen the things before they happen. Um, it's kind of in a sense, you're watching a car crash right before it happens and you know it's going to happen and there's nothing you can do. She sees that suddenly that's the scenario we are in. Um, yep. And, and that she has, she comes up with a solution and, and while it is dramatic, it's literally kind of like the only hope for some people yeah. for some we, to we, save the most people essentially. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the trolley problem. Did you ever read the book world war Z? I did not, but I, mean, I have heard of it. I would, and if, it is—it's a movie too, right? It's a Tom movie Cruise? too. Uh, take the movie no. as just borrowing Brad Pitt. Uh, take Brad the movie Pitt. as just borrowing pretty much the title and maybe a little bit of lore from the book. The book itself, what's great is it's all different accounts, like from beginning to like of it to you know how they won in it. But they go. It's like it starts somewhere in a smaller village, and I don't know if it's Indonesia, but it's definitely in Asia, um, small village. And it's something where it is the person who goes to see this and investigate is like a local doctor, government, military, bring him in. And he calls his daughter and he tells his daughter like, Hey, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay because he knows he's with the military and that they're monitoring his phones. He can't give any indication of what he's seen, which is uh, zombies are real and, this is spreading. Um, but his daughter from years back knows that that's code for something's bad's coming and it's serious. And for here, it feels the cold open. I got the same feeling. It's the mm -hmm. person who knows the science behind it knows what's about to happen. And I mean, there, if you look at it, it's not a lot of dialogue said at that at the in that it's a lot of pauses and exchanges and just feeling the letting the scene and the weight of it just kind of sink in yeah like when she goes into the room to like uh, to like look at the body that they have quarantined or whatever and she like reaches into the mouth with the instrument and then she freaks out like it's just that's that's all silent in her reacting basically you know yeah. like because she knows something terrifying. something like that should be dead given the temperature right Right, right, which they 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 highlighted in the very first episode with the cold open and the bit that's not in the game, explaining like you know, and eventually as the world's getting hotter, yeah, you'll be able to survive. Blah 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 blah. Exactly. Um, and but what's so interesting is I'm gonna jump a little bit is Please. the um, learning how this fungus operates, what with the infected people. Yes. Because uh, you know, uh, we jump up a little bit, and you know, um. Tess and uh, Ellie, they're all, they're traveling. They're, they're bringing her through like this. I think it's a, it's was a, a mall. Well, they right? end up inside a museum, but I think, yeah. A museum. 
Yeah. But either way, they're traveling and um and they're being all quiet and stuff. And like at first I was like, Why? If this is all abandoned, like why do they have to be quiet? Um and then like when they later explain that it's like a connected organism, like if you basically like startle one organism that like organisms or zombies from like far away will come, I was like Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes the stakes much, much higher. And I do want to ask you because they yes. covered this in the after interview. Like, that's not how they explain it in the game. How does it work in the game? So in the game and I in the after review, anybody who's kind of hesitant on the show and it's not sold yet on what's to come, just the way that they handled this is a great example. So in the game, it's in, it's spread by obviously them biting each other, but there's these spores. So you see them in certain areas putting on gas masks and you go through. In reality, and the creators bring that up, spores go everywhere. They're like it's like pollen. They're unavoidable. Seen, you know, they're unavoidable. So it's not realistic that the spores would only could only travel so far, or they'd probably have to, you know, really write something out. So the creator said that they dove in and looked into fungi in other ways that they, you know, operate operate and like spread and that's where they came up with this web thing that not only are they able to um spread through a bite but kind of what looks like these little um <laughs> kind of looks like low main noodles coming out of the people's uh mouth apparently uh, that gets into your system whether right. it's like you know direct mouth-to-mouth -mouth contact in any sort it seems that that's a way also that the infection spreads but also just like there's essentially could be like dormant zombies mm -hmm. that get woken up because, because of the, you fucked with another zombie yeah. miles away. Yeah, they call it like the, the world wood web or Worldwide something. web or world or something. worm web, worm wood web. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something to that. But it, it's the science is there to back it up that, you know, these fungi or even plants that are connected can have signals that pass back instantaneously from miles away and it does make that s terrifying it's interesting though i th the reason though they were being quiet wasn't just for like waking up the normal infected so the normal infected can hear or um i think yeah they can hear and things to that but, the but they can't one, see but they right? well they can see the one that they're more afraid because normal infected pretty much just kind of kind of thrash towards you but they're not um like super powered there is this kind of infected that seems to have a little bit more strength and speed and that's what they call the clicker so that is okay what we so see. so yeah so you're you're making more clear to me that there and i do understand that there are two different kinds of infected yes. but like so, i do know that they talked about the clickers and i didn't understand that they were two different so i would say but... this game was or this game this episode was a great way of putting little lore from the game into it they alluded to ellie there's a part in it where ellie's talking to joel and tess and she's asking you know because it's she's never and this is in the show never seen infected um oh i hear that there's a infected that like throws things at you or that's like fully overgrown and they're like no one's never seen that in the game that you know those do exist and we've seen a bit of that into the trailer if you know what it is and i think the clicker they have seen that which seems to be an infected that's mutated like or that's yeah. been infected for a while and um it's terrifying as shit and as someone who played the game they nailed it like it's yeah badass it is perfect like this continue chef's kiss like i'm so scared <laughs> because of how well the show is going like I'm I'm still recovering 
from Game of Thrones because I wasn't in love with the ending. So like when I love yeah. a show, I'm so scared that it won't stick the landing. But like this is this is going so well. And it, that that was going to be I knew like the first thing gamers were going to want to see is how do you. How are you going to put the clicker on film? We, in our mind, know how, but how is you? How is it going to look? What What's it going to be? Yeah, are we going to be? Is very it just going to be something just action wise, or are we going to feel the fear that we did, or like the? And it was perfect. It felt the beat as the everything was moving was just like it would be if you were playing the game. And I know for me, watching my body stiffen the same way when I was playing the game. So it was great. It and the director of this episode was. He's, you know, the creator, writer of the game, right? the story yeah. of the game. So he's, they brought him along, but this is one of the episodes he directed. And I think it's just a fantastic job. And it was cool to hear in the um, post, post episode interview, how he like, talked about like how important it was that he got that, the click, clickers, right. And that like, just how they really worked really hard on the, the, the art creation of of all the makeup and everything. And, and I love that they hired actors who were fans of the game who like, yeah. were like, they already understood the movement and how these, that these was awesome. They're leaning monster... into. Yeah. I love that. That's so, that's so, that's well, so freaking great <laughs> for you. Never playing the game. When you, when yeah. that appeared on screen and everything to it, what was, what was your reaction? I was definitely startled. I wasn't like terrified. Mm -hmm. I definitely, in in the in my limited experience playing games or watching people play games i definitely can get startled i've definitely like i remember being in like middle and high school and like watching my brother play a game and like knowing something scary was going to jump out at me and being like i can't watch this i can't watch this because i do i get like that in movies too like if i'm like i'll cover my eyes or whatever i wasn't so terrified like that but it definitely was startling and as i mentioned earlier this episode gave me full ass nightmares i was fully infected i was with people trying infected. to hide it it was it was not fun. I woke up at like three a.m. like totally like what the what's going on? <laughs> did you see your bite or did you just know you were infected? Um, I think I saw my bite if I remember correctly. Like I I definitely knew that I was infected, and I definitely knew kind of similar to to what I saw in the episode, which again we'll jump a little bit. Is like Tess was yeah, Tess is infected no, and knows and doesn't say anything yep. right away. And obviously, there's like reasons for that. Um, and then she just is a complete amazing martyr, which is incredible and so selfless of her. Um, but like, they yeah, nailed I, mean, I don't know. Tess. It stuck with me. Um, I mean, Tess is one because her, you know, sadly her story has ended. Um, which is so sad. I was like so invested same, with her already. It's the same way in which the they, game. Which is just like, I do a great job of like making you invested with so little time with it's, these characters. It's the same way in the game. And I think... For here, kudos to them. They nailed it. Tess was everything because Tess really is the driving force up into this point where I think Tess knew at some point Joel would come around, but now the urgency goes from maybe I'll have him come around in the next you know couple days or something to she starts seeing the puzzle pieces come together. She starts she has the idea that they are not there. The uh, fireflies are not there to meet them. Something has gone wrong. And it's quickly Joel needs to be convinced now. And well, right, but she's already she's already bought into the fact that Ellie has. has the cure. The only there are like the possibility for a cure, and obviously Joel's not bought in. But she's like, okay, I have to convince him now. And yeah, and it sucks because the way she's bought in is seeing the progression of her infection versus Ellie. That's nothing is happening. 
and they right. it's this and it's a, it's an equal sample because you know they had to take her at up at this point they have had to just take her word but it has yep. not been living proof and now it is and well also because um we we didn't really touch on like the opening moment with ellie and tess and joel where they're they have they're basically far away from her and they're ready to kind of shoot her because they saw her she was bitten or whatever yeah and they're like we don't know if you're gonna or scratched was she scratched no she was bitten she was bitten and the radar had picked that up right i mean and and so they were like we don't trust that you're not gonna turn on us and become you know you're infected but she was like i'm good i'm good i'm good but then doesn't she does she get scratched again in this episode is that what i'm thinking yeah. yeah so both her and tess in the museum get scratched or bit in essentially both get infected and nothing happens to Ellie. If anything, it's it's, the bleeding has stopped. It is starting to like heal normally. And Tess is already, the infection has spread up into her shoulder. Um, Yeah. It's yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see next, this coming week's episode because as someone who played the game, it seems that, well, I won't give too much away, but they're following the beats of the game really well. They've expanded on certain things, and I trust them. So far, like, if any things that, any scenes that I'm like, hmm, I don't remember that from the game or that might feel new, I trust them with because they've already yep. proven very quickly with these, you know, with the first episode specifically, but the second one for sure, um, they know what they're doing. And yep. As someone who's played the game and is a fan of it, it's what you would want, which is people who don't play the game just to be able to experience the thrill that you felt when you were the story was being told to you or when you were playing through the story. And so far, that is what's been because that's the reaction I had when, you know, Tess sacrifices herself in the game. And it's like, damn. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so great because this one, it's great. It's just, yeah, and it's just, it continues to just move so quickly because that's the story and also just like how these, these post-apocalyptic times yeah. work, right? It's like I, slow, slow, fast, fast, everything all at once. Yeah. Everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> it's going to win. We're going to manifest <laughs> it. <laughs> and my friend told me that the, this season is the first game, all of it. And at first I was like, what? But I mean, if this is the pace, it makes sense. Um, and it, how many games are there? Two. Okay. And I believe it's like a difference of four years apart, like story wise in the games. Okay. Um, okay. Before we stop talking about this, yep. let's give it the tofu rating. So those of you just joining us for the first time, other podcasts and other places, they rate things they watch with stars. Well, here we rate it at the star of our podcast my dog tofu so we give the tofu rating um cat do you want to go first sure um i'm gonna give this a five out of five tofu another five out of five tofu i yeah. love it um yeah this is a five out of five tofu for me as well um i have a feeling some people might drop it down to a four i understand right but, like, I didn't even mention that in the cold open, like, I was tearing up. That's great. It, at this woman's, like, own fear and stuff. And, like, it's great. Also, the style of the cold open was very different than how the rest of the series is shot, just by, yeah. like, it, it was just, 
I can't, it's hard to explain, but like kudos to them. Mm-hmm. They're doing great. Um, you to do, I don't have any like transition music for this. I can, um, you know, I could put the little cassette do, 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 do. here. Yeah, we could do like a little do do little do little. See, there we go. So you sent me a trailer. Do you want to talk about it? Yes. Yes. Let's introduce talk about it all. At tell me, what did you send me? What is it? I I sent you the trailer for Shrinking, which is a new series premiering on Apple TV Plus this coming Friday, January twenty seventh, starring Jason Segel and a whole bunch of other amazing actors. Harrison Ford and Harrison. Yeah, Harrison on Ford on TV. One of the main things I wanted to talk about. I'm like Harrison Ford on TV. What? This feels like a really special treat. Like, yeah. I get to have Harrison Ford in like small segments and not just like a three-hour thriller. If you <laughs> haven't seen Morning Glory, by the way, which I'm not saying oh, it's a great movie. I have seen Morning but Glory. Harrison Ford in that. Yes, absolutely. It's excellent. And Rachel McAdams, so good. I love. Ray Recommend. Ray. Yep. But um, this looks delightful. It looks very. Um, first of all. Jason Segel feels like he hasn't done anything in a minute, and so it's just nice to see him again. And um, and it's he plays a psychologist or a psychiatrist, a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's go- he's you learn in the trailer he's grieving the death of his wife, and so um, he's having a hard time. Um, and he also is trying to like actually make a bigger impact on his clients than like a typical psychotherapist, psychiatrist. I don't know. Um, because if you're unfamiliar, if you haven't have, I've never had therapy, typically speaking, at least psychotherapists, um, those are just like talk therapists. They don't, they aren't really, they, you don't, they don't give you like guidance for your life. They just kind of ask reflective questions and listen to you and try and have you kind of come to your own conclusions about things. Psychiatrists, um, sort of similar, but they can prescribe you medication. Uh, uh, and so, um, also, I don't know if you know this, but Harrison Ford's character, he, he's hes basically Jason Siegel's like therapist or mm-hmm. mentor. He's based on Phil Stutz. Did you know this? No, I did not know this. Please elaborate. Ha- have you seen Stutz, the documentary? I have not. Who's, I actually, okay. I mean. Who is Stutz? Who is Phil yeah. Stutz? So Phil Stutz is a, I believe he's a, he is a psychiatrist and psychotherapist, but he is um, too many stars, celebrities. And he specifically uh, is Jonah Hill's psychiatrist. And Jonah Hill did a documentary on him. And it's yes, on Netflix. Okay. I highly recommend it. It's really, really good. He is an older gentleman. He goes by Stutz. It's his last name. But he kind of, he wrote, uh, I think, two books. But he came up with these tools that are more like um, like active, like ways to like work through things in your life. And in the documentary, he shares some of them, uh, you know, but it's because it is just like about Stutz himself, though you do learn a, a bit about Jonah as well. Um, he has Parkinson's disease and he was diagnosed like pretty early on in his life. Um, I think he's in his seventies or eighties. He's older, but anyway, um, I just listened to Dak Shepard's podcast, armchair expert interviewing full stuts. And I learned in that interview that, um, they based the Harrison Ford's character on Phil Stutz. So Harrison Ford's character, it is revealed in the trailer has Parkinson's disease. So all really cool things. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm into self help and development and psychotherapy and all these things and and just like 
learning more about the human condition and obviously I think it's always interesting when you can witness a character like go through a really hard life thing that all of us will at some time have to face which is like grieving someone you love and like how we deal with that or don't deal with it and how do we move on and how do we heal and all of that so I'm extremely excited and I just talked a lot so anything you want to share John? <laughs> no I loved it I was just listening completely and I was like sucked into it I I mean, it's some it's one that was on my radar. If you don't know, it's from the creators of Ted Lasso. So this is another this is the next project because Brett Goldstein, yeah. Yeah. It's been said from I think right before season two aired or even during the production of season two that Ted Lasso would just be three seasons. They've known that. That's how the story was. So this was already I believe I remember seeing this get picked up or like the story after season one or during season two saw this that you know they were that him and um uh the creator of scrubs bill lawrence um mm -hmm. had signed with apple for another series and then listening to the um fake doctors real friends zach braff and uh donald Faison's podcast yep. uh, zach braff directed an episode of this in shrinking oh, awesome. he's one of the directors and he was talking about working with harrison ford and how that he was just nerding out on the inside and melting um yeah and so which i don't if, think i could if i ever got to meet harrison ford i think i would just like lose my shit i think i would absolutely just absolutely, absolutely fangirl and just be like um absolutely. i love you i love you yeah i feel like i know you and i don't but i love you anyway <laughs> He has to know that this, he's, he's, I mean, yeah, he's I'm sure. polarizing. I'm sure he, he does. He's that. like one of the, he's, he's been like one of the most iconic, yeah, the most iconic characters ever created. So like to multiple Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones connected it back to Kihei Kwan, everything, everywhere all at once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have nothing else. See, that's, that's full circle. That's it literally is. full circle really, right there. Yeah. Um, okay. Cat next week. We'll talk Stoked. more. Uh, yeah. You're going to see shrinking. We're going to talk more Last of Us. It'll be great. I'm excited. Talk more movies. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for everything. I'll see you next week. Little doggy. <laughs> oh, Tofu's. Oh, he's over there. He's passed. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's passed out. <laughs>